Community rewatch. We got Origins of Vampire Mythology as well as Ritual Systems Analysis. Ritual Systems, systems Analysis. Systems analysis. Fun time. I have a lot. I've I have notes on the sound sound design of that episode. I really appreciate it. So okay, um, I don't have notes on sound design. On which one? On uh, the Ritual, ritual system. Yeah. But uh, let's see. Origins of Vampire Mythology. Uh, yeah. So the Brita is in love with the boy. But um He's a carny. Yeah. I thought Yeah. I thought like the um so after watching this episode, like Blade was like Okay. Blade. So my progression into like, oh, this is what girls want me to be has like changed over my life. So like it started with like when I was like age two to like age like eight or nine or pretty much age 10 i was like girls want me to be a cute hispanic boy okay so darn it i'm already out so <laughs> this is not gonna work out and then from like age 10 to age 14 or probably age like 16 i probably say athlete that well that was the justin bieber stage so oh, i was like so man, you're a pop star I, yeah like- i gotta be I gotta be cool, confident, and have the swoosh and hair, and be white. Dang it, right? But I, I am white though. Allegedly, can't <laughs> you can't prove otherwise. <laughs> oh no, wait. so so like ten. That was ten to sixteen, and then sixteen to like uh, into college. Really, probably sixteen to nineteen, maybe sixteen to twenty. Hmm. It was yeah. Let me be an athlete. athlete. Let me be. Let me be fit. cool, confident, and fit. Right, right. The guy who do a backflip just standing up. Yeah, <laughs> like Sammy Fields, which isn't one of our friends. <laughs> no, yeah, it's not. Yeah, there's, there's nobody named that. I just made that name up. But then, post like twenty or twenty to whatever whatever age I am now, at least twenty years old. Yeah, <laughs> between, between five, five and sixty. And yeah. <laughs> now that I'm old with her man, <laughs> but uh, like now it's turned into something like Blade. Where like, oh, okay. You well, now anything. that I'm married, like, doesn't it matters less. But like, um, in terms of like, what women want out of a guy is someone who's cool, confident, and really like self-assured, self-assured of himself, like, mm-hmm. or self-assured, like. And so, what what Blade gives off in this episode, like, um, I I understand, like, like I can understand why <laughs> a woman would find that appealing because, like. Not no, not in a like homosexual way. No, but like it's it's I I understand the appeal. Like I, right in in, in in a clear the like. The only thing that my mind thinks about is Sue's show from Parks and Rec. I mean, we made that yeah. reference last episode. So it really it like I have to fight through those layers of like disdain mm-hmm. to get to that. But but I do agree that there's there's not that like neediness, mm-hmm. right? Um, there's not that that need for validation. He's like, well, if you don't like me, like that's unfortunate, but yeah, right. I, it probably would take me brain. To, I mean, I'm not making this as a joke. Like I probably would like my brain would have to change to be able to, to, to do that. Cause like, I'm kind of like Jeff where I'm like, man, like what, like you, you've seen that before. Like Pete Davidson, mm-hmm. like what do people see in Pete yeah. Davidson? Is it his, is his charm? It's definitely not his look. Pete Davidson has this. He it's, has this, right? It's that. With, Cause I've asked, I've asked my wife, I've, I've seen videos. <laughs> I've studied this. <laughs> I've done the, the research. art of the Pete. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> well, he's cool. He's confident. He's funny. Like, right. It's, it's, he knows himself. He's funny, mm-hmm. and yeah, he's tall. He's he's above average height, which right. helps. <laughs> which girls love said. that. Yeah, <laughs> he's six but, foot one. <laughs> yeah. Marry me. Have my six babies. what? Oh yeah. yeah, I'll have your children. Yeah. <laughs> if you, 
if you come up to me, knock on my door, and you're taller than six foot, wh- I want your last name. <laughs> <laughs> I won't even hyphenate, just last name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am I am obviously the person in this pod- podcast who talks about relationships the most because I don't have one. Um, and <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Christian, you you are you are you need validation, right? Um, and a lot of areas of my life, not just dating, but um, and it's something that it bothers me because on the one hand, I'm not the only guy who deals with that, which is reassuring. But on the other hand, like, dang it, other guys also have my problems. So I'm not unique in that. Like, I can't use that as like my, my rebound story. I remember in college, uh, Ethan's significant other, um, who shall remain. I mean, we, she's been on the podcast. I don't yeah. know. But <laughs> Kayla. Kayla. Kayla was like. Say it. Kayla she's from, from yeah. episode 20. Okay. Kayla, right? I mean, it's going to be pretty crazy if she actually was on the 20th episode. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to look that up later. But. She was like, oh, yeah, girls don't really care about like how fit you are. Like, it's okay if you're not super muscular. Um, like, you don't have to be super athletic. And girls, like, they're not, that's not really a concern that they have. Uh, and then, like, over this, I think, I can't honestly don't remember when exactly this was, but I was like with a group of girls. And like, they, it was at that point where, you know, we knew that like I wasn't interested in them. They weren't interested in me. So, like, we could talk openly about like dating and like, what I'm what I'm lacking and like what I need and like oh no absolutely like guys need to at least have something going for them like they need to have some sort of fit fitness <laughs> like you know yeah and uh so then it's like okay that that makes sense and like I said in that last episode like you can keep making excuses for it over and over again of like okay well you know I may not be super muscular but I, I'm at least I have a good cardio or I have good aerobics but like no like you just got to do the work right and like um our campus minister one time was talking with me uh did i use this anecdote last episode i think you have i feel like i, I think, have but keep going but please. keep going where uh we, we had another conversation but we, he was just kind of like sympathizing with me about like yeah man like the dating life's not going super well and he was just like man for whatever reason like the product that you're selling like girls just don't seem to want it and he meant it like in the most endearing way possible right he wasn't like shooting me down and uh shoot me down uh, but he was yeah. just like, maybe it's your, maybe it's your hairstyle. Maybe it's the clothing you wear. Maybe it's your personality. Right. And he was just along the lines of like, that doesn't mean nobody wants that, you know, that, that product. But if, if you're trying to sell that product as a certain person, like they, you're gonna have to change the product, mm-hmm. Right. And so, uh, blade is a product that he's just like, uh, I'm trying to think of take it or leave it. Take like, it or leave it. I'm trying to think of someone that is sort of like that, where it's like people either they use it and they love it or they hate it and they they don't you know like blake feels like fast food like people will like never choose mcdonald's as his favorite food but at you know at 11 30 at night coming home from, <laughs> coming home late from whatever in a pinch like you know give me those big chickens. A, yeah one dollar uh, yeah a one dollar <laughs> drink and a and a mcchicken doesn't sound too bad right now and it's yeah. like and that that's kind of like that's what britta feels like in this episode where it's like um like i don't want this but i'm hungry like and and like you know it's convenient it's there there everyone there's always a mcdonald's two minutes away from you like right. <laughs> goodness like i just i love though that britta dated a carney like mm-hmm. and and he even makes that joke like some things are funny because they don't make sense but this is not one of those things <laughs> you remember ethan whenever we didn't realize that carney missouri was a was a place and there was that advertisement for a concert that was at a church in Kearney. They just said the Kearney church, the Kearney though. Church. Yeah. We thought that was just the funniest thing ever. Like, it's a church for Carnies. Ah, Carnies. Carnies. I don't think we even really knew what a Carney was. No, it was just kind of like a funny, like, oh, it's a short guy with a chest full of hair. Yeah. Or something like that. yeah. Okay. So, diorama question for the day is going to be we don't have to get to it right now, but it's going to be like, what, um, 
um like okay well, what carnival so, drive would you want to <laughs> <laughs> or like uh okay you're dating somebody what non-traditional job would you be okay like with oh that like content great no. yeah <laughs> i i've thought about this i mean because i'm i'm the most likely to actually have this happen yeah we don't have to hit this right now we can right. finish a plus but i'll come back yeah. to it. Did you have any a plus i haven't hit i haven't really talked about him yet i mean i th- this episode it's fine. Uh, it blows. It, it's sucks. not that it's funny, not really. Show. There's one line that made me chuckle, though, which is when uh, I think Britt is talking to Annie, maybe. And she's like, he's working in the VB gun duck shooting gallery. I guess he finally got that promotion. Yeah, <laughs> that was and it's such the offhand delivery. Yeah. yeah, perfect. She's not being sarcastic. She's yeah. just like, oh, he got, a, he got a promotion. He's now she did, he's the duck guy. He's in charge of that. It's what he wanted. Like she does. Like she, she's proud of yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And she plays that like, OK, she plays that. I'm the cute girl with the lo- with the loser boyfriend so well, in right? This, yeah, where it's like, oh my goodness, you can just see like, how awful he really is. Yeah, like he's he, yeah, he's an assistant manager at Arby's. Like, I can't tell you how many times like I've had that conversation with that that random girl, random like at times like, oh yeah, he um actually runs like his own uh, his own uh, cryptocurrency. Yeah, like runs the what's it called um the worship team for our church. Like, it's like, is that a paid position? No. Like, is that what he does full time? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, there's so many of those where it's like, okay. okay. It's kind of like in high school where you know people start dating like their freshman year, mm-hmm. and then by like junior year, both people are completely different from where they were. Yeah. And some people sometimes they're still together, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Or, you know, whenever your crush in high school starts dating the the, ta- the town drug dealer and you're like, you deserve to be with somebody better. Like me. Yeah. Like me. <laughs> well, okay. I remember my first job. Um, yeah. my f- Legally, my first job mm-hmm. was uh, maybe working at a pizza hut. And it was like, there was this girl that like, she didn't work there, but she was uh, dating one of the guys who worked there. And like, mm-hmm. she was um, like, I think was like an ag student here or like at the college that uh, we went to allegedly like yeah <laughs> pretty like pretty smart pretty good head on her shoulders yeah. like worked hard like she was going places but this guy was just an absolute deadbeat exactly this yeah. I mean, he was like he was a delivery driver for the past six years at this pizza hut and i'm like not even a student yeah not a student had bad teeth had a weird body like i'm like huh Must but have a huge <laughs> bank account <laughs> but I mean, she was absolutely, she was madly in love with him. And he would talk trash on her and like, not too bad. Like nothing like, oh, like he he wasn't head over heels for her. Yeah. Like he was with her, but like, he wasn't exactly. He wasn't like, oh, the best, like, or or whatever her name was, was the best. (laughs) Margaret. Yeah. (laughs) Maureen. I said, Maggie, you came from. (laughs) No, I had, I had a friend in college. He was exactly literally like case by case. Mm -hmm. Um, Somebody she started dating like in high school um, during our freshman orientation. Uh, it was funny because we didn't I didn't realize this at the time, but she brought her boyfriend with her mm. and he was in like our orientation group because we were she and I were in the same major. Yeah. Um, and our our orientation leader asked him a question of like, oh, what's your what are you looking forward to most about coming to this school that we allegedly went to? Um, and he was like, oh, I'm just here for my girl. Like he, it's something like that. He's like, I'm not actually going to school. Yeah. And I just remember thinking like, man, this girl is so cringy that she brought her boyfriend with her. Mm-hmm. And I completely forgot about that. And then after we became friends. Like it clicked because she was talking about whenever he went with her. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you're, you're that girl. He, exactly. that's, that's the guy. <laughs> and, uh, that loser. Yeah. <laughs> because because this girl like, um, and this has nothing to do with the story, but she's very 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 intelligent, very beautiful. Like she is, uh, like stellar. Like any job that she goes into, she puts 110 percent into it. Very caring, very thoughtful. Um, very like very much a like I want more out of life mm-hmm. and. This kid like never went, didn't go to college, like was still in their hometown 
um, joined the military, right? Because he just was like, didn't have any other options, mm-hmm. right? Which are nothing against people who join the military at all, but just sometimes it's like your last white and blue. White and blue. Um, and then like by the end of, or I think like middle of sophomore year of college, like that's whenever she was just like, why was I with him? Because mm-hmm. they like broke up, like had a fight. Um, and he was like very uh, emotionally unavailable, like needed mm-hmm. validation. Because um, the, also the problem is, I don't mean to cut you off. Michael, no, go, go for but, it. But like the problem is, He's going to get her pregnant and she's going to have to give up her dreams like and and she's not going to give him up. Like the problem is because like, well, I'm very mad at him, but we are. He's like right. I'm pregnant with his kid. And, and like, and I, I do love him. I understand him in a way that not, not, nobody else. does. Yeah. So like, let's make it work. And then oh, I can still go to school. It's like, well, now I got a baby and I got to work. And it's like, yeah, like that's just, that's how it goes out. And then, yeah. you know, 10 years down the line, you're like, what the hell was I thinking? And <laughs> that's just that's how it happens. Yeah. yeah. And. You know? No, and nothing, nothing at all against people who like, like have, have kids before marriage. Like mm-hmm. that's something that like, whenever I was like four, I was like, sex before marriage, bad. I don't even know what yeah. it was, right? So like, you know, you're supposed to show the people like, oh, we heard that mm-hmm. this girl, this 15 year old girl, she got, got pregnant. Yeah. yeah. That's just so sad. Like, I mean, go for it. If that's, if that's your thing, go for it. But I've thought about that as somebody who's out of college and single, like by, uh, by this point. In my parents' lives, I think that they were. Ethan, help me out here. I don't think that they were married, but I think that they had met at twenty-two because they got married. Uh, at twenty-two, my mom was or my mom was twenty-one when when they got they got married, right? But like, and we were talking about this. Like, they were married for four months before Ethan was conceived. Like, Ethan was you. Don't talk about that. (laughs) Allegedly, Ethan was born a year after their their uh, their anniversary. I don't think even Ethan was actually even conceived. I think he just just existed. Yeah, Ethan abstract thought. I'm nowhere. I'm no one. You know who's Ethan? Yeah. (laughs) But I'm just like uh, I'm a synthesoid created by over there. Elon Musk. (laughs) Where was I going with that? Oh yeah. Uh, Um. But at this point in my life, uh, if I were to have a kid. I mean, I'm not in a position and I don't plan to or, you know, have the ability to do that. But <laughs> if I were to be a, a dad at 22, we'll like I, I think what would happen is I would grow to resent the person who had the, the mother of my child and my child mm-hmm. because I'm like, I was supposed to be somebody. I was supposed to go places, you know, every, I was going to be a doctor. I was going to be a doctor. <laughs> um, that would be. And, that, and this, this is, again, it's nothing against people who like have gone through that. Like, this is me. Like, this is like a hard problem that I have. Like, I think being a father is a very like noble challenge. Like being a parent is a noble challenge, but I'm like, I, I think for myself to be lucid and to be have any level of self-worth, like this time in my life, this like early 20s page, like I need to be at least somewhat independent. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I need to experience things and to learn and to have a perspective on life that I feel like um, if, if, if it is one of those kind of like, you know, forced relationships and you're like, oh, we've been together since we were 16. Like you did you you missed out on that time of life like you could just your entire adult life or your entire grown life has been this person right and so that's my two cents on that uh back to and that's play. all there is to say about that yes back to themes though like i do want to i like the idea that shirley brought up of like oh there's just a guy that like she said every woman has like a guy that like she <laughs> like that they're addicted to mm-hmm. um is like a very fascinating idea. And like, I think an idea that I've seen play out like with different scenarios um, in my life, just with people and friends and stuff like that. Um, I have a, so my wife, one of her friends um, is struggling with that right now. We're like the guy, they were actually engaged. Um, the guy broke up with her. 
Like mm-hmm. we're engaged in love. Go broke up with her. He actually went on to date somebody else, like in these past two years. Right. And she just went on a date with somebody and he was he found out about it, was pissed, called her out. But every yeah, every girl has a guy. And I feel like that rings true. I I mean, this we can also cut this, but there how 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 many um young adult like like 18 to 22 year old girls who are like emerging into their faith in christ how many of them said like i put my worth in boys and i went through this breakup and like yeah. and, and like yeah what's more than 100 percent no, <laughs> no like how, how many come to jesus moments have there been because of a boy mm-hmm. and like it's, it's, like, I saw I saw a post the other day. It was like a Christian page or whatever, and it was like the the caption was like, um, "You pray, let him use you," and like God didn't mean him. Like, <laughs> like let him God, use God, you. God finding the next person to use to hurt you for character development. Yeah. That whole thing. Oh, I think I think what it boils down to because I'm also guilty of this is like, man, I thought this was the person that I don't know as much as I think I do, and mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know what's best for me, and God does, and. But everybody Amen. wants to be like, yeah, I was just in this broken time. No life. weapon. So, agree. Cut that. Nah, that was good. Let's go work. Really, the only A plus that I had for this episode, I'll be honest, it, this didn't keep my attention very long. And it, mm. I think I started playing Red Dead after a while. Um, <laughs> but I think the, the funniest joke was whenever uh, Annie was like, okay, I'm going to go check on your, your text message you'd like to see if your mom's dying. And she like walks to the, the drawer. And like starts to open it, and then Britta like reaches in and pull like grabs the banana, and it says you're a lying junkie on it. Like that's just what yeah. The, it's just a still <laughs> shot of that. Um, the fact that I think the funniest part of that is whenever she's like, "Why is there a banana in here?" Turn the banana over, Britta, and she just turns it over oh, and you see yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because then Britta also like manipulates her to be like, "You're like a sister to me." Mm-hmm. And low, that's low. It's low, and and it's it's indicative of like how people who are like in such a bad bad way that they manipulate people that they care about um Damn. right where is the worst true um so our diary or a plus i i yeah i yeah. had my a plus was the bb gun yeah quote mm-hmm. so uh yeah a plus or sorry diorama um diorama question is like so you're dating somebody what traditional what non-traditional job would you be okay with them having like being a carny right i would think so my first answer was like, oh, like a drummer for a band, but like that's too cool. So I'm like trying to think of like what would I actually. I mean, Jen Ledger from Skillet changed the entire entire market. <laughs> I'm awake. So hang on. So the question is, which non-traditional job? Yeah. Would you be okay with it? So I mean, that's interesting. So if you if you have a spouse, which I'm not I'm not indicating whether you two do or not. <laughs> um, if if they were if are you saying like realistically or just like hypothetically? Kind of hypothetically, I was kind of leaning more. So like my answer would probably be like something like oh, i work with sewage like or like okay. some sort of like sewer line mm-hmm. person. Yeah, like garbage garbage lady i mean that's like that's a whole plot from fraser she got that yeah <laughs> yeah yeah Ross dates the garbage guy and she's ashamed but i would say we can cut this if you guys uh, i can't really i don't that's for me that's not really a good one i can i, I couldn't think of like a word i mean it, i'm really one. i'm really the only person who can answer this question i guess um i mean there. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. There, there was a girl that i courted who was in the um air force reserve and she's a mp and i'm not i'm not trying to even like set gender roles of like women are supposed to be in the air force but i was like man <laughs> as a as like a kid i always thought i was going to be the one in the military and like mm-hmm. i was going to be a veteran um so like it was a different approach to like relationships because like oh like i'm 
I'm not the the aggressor. Like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean, right? I'm not. I'm not that. I'm not that guy in yeah. a relationship. But, <laughs> You're uh, not that guy, pal. Trust me. <laughs> uh, I think. I think profession also kind of couples into just the idea in general of, um, like, if you if you try to control your partner, like, it's not going to end up well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that, like, whenever I was in high school, I was always like the friend to like girls who were in relationships, and so like. There were a couple times even where I like got like not threatened by their boyfriend, basically like you know I don't like that you're giving her all this attention, like that sort of thing. Oh, and I'm like, uh, spicy. <laughs> I'm like, I I want to get to a level where I can trust my partner, mm-hmm. but also like, it's sort of like the whole thing of like don't don't eat meat offered to idols. Like you have to realize that these guys, like if they are your friends, like some of them deep down they want you to break up with me or break up with your partner and like date them, mm-hmm. right? And it's okay if you don't have that perception at all like oh well i'm not gonna do that but like it it makes you feel i don't know it makes me feel powerless in that scenario and that's something that again me being the single one in the the podcast like i i'm kind of working on that and learning that you know you have to trust your partner and if that is a person like is going who's going to like give into the the extra attention and break up with you like you're not supposed to be the person right Mm -hmm. so to answer your diorama question military police i'm okay with that for sure <laughs> um let's see leading the class i just had annie the reason i picked annie was because like i felt like um uh, there haven't been a lot of situations like this where like she is very inconvenienced by her friends yeah. this episode where it's like like she i mean she she probably doesn't want to watch blade but she'd rather do that than like handcuff and like, babysit uh what's it called britta and what's like they called yeah, what's her name? Uh, what's her face? Oh, Britta's uh, in this. Yeah, <laughs> I loved you in. Yeah, <laughs> but like, I just think like uh, Britta doesn't even really ask her. She's like, I need to stay at your place. Here's my phone. Like, right. Do all this, and it's like, okay, this is a weird place to take it. And you guys might hundred percent disagree with me, and like, but I've never been in the situations so like, okay, so I remember hearing like from friends or whatever that like uh, one of these guys I was like in his wedding. He was like talking about this one night where it's like, oh man, like. I was out with some friends. I got hammered. And then my friend had to like sit by the bathroom with me and take care of me and like drink, like, you know, feed me water and like stuff like that. And I'm like, this is just me. And I'm probably like, and again, this is me just talking like, Oh, you know, whatever. But like, if I was in that situation, I'm like, bro, I'm like, I'll put you on your bed. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not baby. I'm not baby. Like, Mm -hmm. this is your decisions that like you decide to do. And like, you know, I don't care if you had a rough night or whatever. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not here to like, I'm not going to be a nurse for you, like without getting paid. Like you know what I mean? Right. Like, from personal experience, it's not fun. And then I just feel like what a way to handy like handicap your friend. And it's like, and I get it. Like that's part, like that is part of like the drinking responsible culture. Like that's a like if you're the th- if you're the friend if you're the DD that's kind of your job. But it's mm-hmm. like also that's not my job. Like because right. it's also my night too. Like I'm like it's just <laughs> I'm sorry. And so it's like and then even at the end where like Pierce walks in, it's like uh, this, yeah, no, don't yeah. let me don't let me talk to change. I, I, I need to stay in your room. Like just getting handicapped by your friends, it's like that's annoying. But like she she has a good attitude about it, right? Like, and stuff like that. So I, I commend that like, because that's taught, healthier, especially as Christians. You're taught like. You know, there's no, there's no, there's no action too, too low, too humble. Like Christ watched the feet of disciples. So like, you need to be willing to do anything for your friends. And you're mm-hmm. like, okay. And I think even I, I ingrained like a kind of a romantic part of that too. Like, oh yeah. Like, um, there's this song from 10th Avenue North, um, in their like light and darkness album, but it's called, oh my dear. And it's about like, I don't know if it's a true, I think it's a true story, but, um, the lead singer, like, uh, he got a call from his, like his, his now wife, but like his, his partner, um and he like had to walk through the snow and go to her house and she like 
told him all these things that she had done, like, you know, past sins or whatever. Um, and he was like, oh, my dear, like, I will wait for you. Um, and when the fear has left your eyes, we will, you know, the, the, he basically he's, he's like, I'm going to be there for you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, 12 year old me was like, that's the coolest thing ever. I'm going to be that way. <laughs> um, but then there was a time where I got a call on like a Tuesday night at like 1030. And like, I was I was in bed and I got a call and this girl was at the bar and she like was slumped over a trash can. And I got to the bar and uh, like I had to like almost carry her to my car mm-hmm. and like drive her really slowly, like back to like where we were going. Um, and like, yeah, for like three hours, she like sat against the wall in the bathroom and he's like periodically throwing up. And then she like would lay down on the floor and I'd be like, no, you can't, you can't lay down on the floor of the bathroom. Um, and then like pick her up and carry her to the couch. And she just stayed there. And I was like, this is not, this is not, a, this is not romantic. Mm-hmm. Right. This is like a person who, made destructive decision decisions and I don't want to be the person to just bail her out all the time. Mm-hmm. And so like, you don't, don't feel guilty about being at that, that mindset. Like it's, it's one thing to be like, Oh yeah, I care for my friends and I'm going to, I'm going to look out for, I'm going to DD, but like the enablement of that, um, is, is interesting. How about y'all? Uh, who's y'all's leading the class? I said Troy. Mm-hmm. Um, I as well. he doesn't, he doesn't, I mean, he doesn't have a ton of screen time, but the, the times he's in here, pretty like not on board with what's going on. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty obvious actually. Like he's very anti letting Annie pretend to be Blade. Right. But I mean, he's doing it out of a carry. And obviously, I mean, I don't like the Troy Britta dating, but even out of, side of that, like he just, he's, she's his friend. Like he doesn't, he doesn't think it's right. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, I mean, he really shows a lot of maturity in this episode, I feel like. Agreed. Right. And yeah, so I, I think he's just, realizing that Britta wants something that's going to be distracted to her. It's like, as soon as you say something nice, then, She's yeah, just snap out of it. Which, and then you're like, well, I wonder what he said at the end because you kind of get that whole like, she Britta realizes that Troy was the one that sent the nice message, right? And then you're like, oh, I wonder what the what, what was in the teapot note, yeah. like what was in the text. <laughs> but I mean, that's probably better left unsaid. But um, I mean, it's just it's a wholesome end to the episode, yeah. which is honestly otherwise kind of boring and forgettable. But I think as much as I I don't like Troy and Britta dating, but I I do like him like being the man and like being a good friend in that. I agree. Instance. Yeah. That's exactly why I said Troy too. I think mm. the chemistry that they've had in the show so far is one thing, and I think them getting together today is like a reward for that chemistry, and it just doesn't doesn't quite hit. I do think it's funny. Um, kind of extra credit into my my marks and my, my final thoughts um, that they use Blade, like the, the the movie series Blade, as kind of like yeah. the running <laughs> joke because like that's kind of a testimony to this episode that like the Blade movies were in that weird period of superhero movies where like they existed. And they weren't great, you know what I mean? Like the first Blade came out what two thousand two, two thousand, two thousand, yeah. Because I so think like, it was like, well, go ahead, actually. Because technically, for a while, Blade was the oldest like Marvel movie, or you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it was like the oldest of like. Well, technically, I want to say it's like the first. It's the actual first uh, Marvel movie with a black lead, right? But, um, but yeah, so there was also like Spider. The first Spider-Man came out in two thousand one. X-Men mm-hmm. came out in 2000. But there was like, they made movies before that, didn't they? Wasn't there like a Captain America movie? Yeah, that there was like bombed. a TV one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But like, I remember people were talking about like whenever, you know, Professor Xavier came into the MCU, like that made them the oldest MCU movie for Spider-Man, like Tony mm-hmm. McGuire. Um, but that whole, that whole like kind of couple of like 2000, 2008, right? Yeah. Honestly. But like you had like the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie. Um, you had the Halle Berry Catwoman movie, which is more uh, DC, obviously. Um, 
Ghost Rider came out in 2005. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fantastic Four well, came out then. That was the thing, too, because I remember thinking at that time, because, yeah, it was like Blade in 99, um, Spider-Man, like 2000, 2001, mm-hmm. Blade 2 in like 01, right. Blade 3 in like 03, but then you had yeah Daredevil in 04, then you had Elektra. Elektra, then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then, yeah, Ghost Rider yeah, was Hulk. There. Incredible Hulk, I think. There was, was, there was yeah, the, yeah. yeah, Angley Hulk. There was the three X-Men. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking at like, when they put out the first Iron Man, I was like, oh, that's fun. Just another Marvel movie. Right. And then I remember my uncle being like, well, I heard they're actually going to try to make this into like a connected like series of movies. Or like blew your little mind. I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sure. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Like (laughs) I do love seeing those fan edits though of like, if the MCU were to happen in 2000, you see like, you know, the ghost rider in the eye of Tony O'Guire's Spider-Man glasses, Uh the silver surfer and daredevil and all together. It's kind of fun to see that. Or or I also saw like if the MCU came out in the nineties, like who each person would play. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Brendan Fraser was Hawkeye. Yep. <laughs> um, Johnny Depp was Iron Man. Probably Iron Man. I think Tom Cruise was Iron Man. Or no, Tom Cruise was Captain America. And I think Johnny Depp was Iron Man. Mm. Um wasn't that a recent fan theory that in uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness there was gonna be a Tom Cruise Iron Man? Tom Cruise one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think. And there even were talks that Robert Downey Jr. was gonna come back. Um, but they, they, they fell through. But mm-hmm. I love how we, none of us like this episode of Community, so we were just talking about literally anything else. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that, that's my final thoughts. I'm going to give this a uh, early 2000s Marvel out of MCU. So that's, mm. that's my rating, and you guys can go ahead and keep talking, but uh, that's that's kind of me. That feels right. Um, I gave it a 7 out of 10. Um, I think the themes in this are stronger than the actual episode themselves. I mean, I spent like 10 minutes thinking, talking about the themes, so... Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll give it a seven out of ten and just end it there. Yeah, that's that's a solid point. Like the themes are are good, right? The execution is bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's not a super funny episode. I'd say the most enjoyable part is just the Chang and Pierce, like two minutes we get of them. <laughs> but uh, it feels like they wasted so much on that plot because like their their whole conflict and resolution happens in like literally thirty seconds, right? And like they're the two like black sheep, so to speak, like, kind of of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, at least like Pierce is in the group, Chang is not even in the group, but they're both kind of the outcasts and ridiculous. Um, I, I mean, I I think they could have done a lot more with that plot, mm-hmm. and they kind of wasted on this episode. I feel like, but it was still to me the most enjoyable part, or like the funniest. It wasn't even really that funny, um, just because there was really no like jokes or anything. Um, except for, I guess Pierce coming at the end and being like, "I don't want to talk to Chang. I'll lock me in your room or whatever." I mean, that's kind of funny, I guess. But um, and then uh, like the Dean Choi plot also felt like a waste. Mm-hmm. Like nothing happened. Nothing happens. Why is the Dean there? And I know that's like yeah. how hurtful but that's the joke but i mean really like yeah what's why is he there because at the end he has like hey, hey Troy, you should join the ac repair school no, no okay I, I tried like what's the point of him being there um because obviously that's kind of an important plot of season three it's like of troy joining the ac repair school so i feel like they could have used they i don't know they i think they tried to cram too much into this episode mm-hmm. and um but none of it worked for me i just wasn't a huge fan of it so i i think i said I don't know if I said my rating. Six and a half out of ten. Ooh. I'm actually going to knock it down to a six out of ten now just because Good. I feel like if any episode can make us talk this long about anything else besides the episode, <laughs> it, would it shouldn't be, be. this one or the... Uh, or the Schmitty episode. Yeah, the Schmitty episode. That one's always going to be the worst. <laughs> I don't know what I gave that one, but it, it was probably too high. I'm pretty sure this is the second lowest compared to that that you've given for any of the... I've given a few sixes, I think. Um, I need to go back and look. I need to like yeah. plot them out. Yeah, we can but, just have an episode where we just review everything we've talked about in the episode. <laughs> this one doesn't really suck. Like the Schmitty one, or like some of the other ones that are just like bad. Mm-hmm. This one just isn't good to me. It's just it's filler. 
Yeah. It's a kind of a, yeah. a forgettable one. So I forgot. I had forgotten about it before I watched it. I was like, Oh yeah. Bruno. Let's move on to a better, I think better one. Better I mean, episode. better, not, not on the tier of like paintball paintball, but yeah. it's still, I think better in my mind. Uh, virtual systems analysis. Uh, it's a, it's not a bottle episode. Really, but it kind of is in a weird. It's a weird bottle episode because it's technically taking place in like one (laughs) setting, but it also at the same time isn't because Mm -hmm. they're like traveling to the different areas. Because yeah, Abed and Annie are like travel simulating mind travel travel in the dreamatorium. Uh, The only A plus I had from this one, it's a fine episode. Um, Again, I didn't laugh that much, but I do enjoy like Abed like uh, impersonating people. Like yeah, how he yeah. impersonates how Troy talks and like right. mm-hmm. how Britta would talk, and then the owner coming up be like, "I hate Die Hard." Yeah, you know, and, <laughs> and then and that actually shows Britta and Troy, and the owner actually does come up and talk about how much he hates Die Hard, which is funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love like Abed impersonating people and like how he like it shows him like uh, running back and forth to yeah. be the characters. Right, um, a fun little touch, and it's a fun like insight into Abed's <laughs> mind and like how he perceives people. Mm-hmm. And then Annie, like she get where she's trying to pretty pretend to be Abed, she's like. Uh, meta, meta, meta. Yeah. TV shows, TV show. and meta. yeah, <laughs> it's fun that they like have that awareness of each other and of other people. Like, it's a TV show, but they, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the graphics in this episode were great. Like, yeah, just the even like as you said, like how how Abed was switching between characters, but they'd even take the time to show like a little bit of orange, like right, uh, that, that uh, kind of virtual. Keeps you like, oh, this is actually happening. Like, just as they're com- conversing. Well, mm-hmm. like in, in the hospital, uh. Or it's a Greendale Hospital, they call it whatever. Like the the tint of the screen has changed to look mm-hmm. kind of like a soap opera. Yeah, which is I just great cinematography. I feel like uh, to kind of make it really feel like you're in an imagination of like a simulation TV show. Mm-hmm. And and with that, like when Ava was switching between characters, like the actors, you know, Donald Glover, Jeff McHale, um, Al or G- Gillian Jacobs, they sounded like like ten percent Abed, like. They sound mm-hmm. like themselves, but also like like Abed being them though. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They're yeah. talking like Abed talking like yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> so I like just that little bit. I just thought was great, and like how when he would switch between characters, it would start as Abed voice, but then it would switch to like you yeah. know Troy's. Or yeah. Like, and so yeah, they could have just done it where it was Danny Pudi just dubbing over them, but they still had the actors voicing it, mm-hmm. but talking in the same cadence as how Abed thinks those characters talk. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like an Ant Man whenever. Uh, Michael Pena is like Chris, this guy who's yeah. like this Avenger, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which honestly would have been just as funny, but the fact that they had the characters kind of pull their weight in the episode is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. And, and all those on all those actors get a credit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's all they really do. Like, I mean, we don't see really Pierce at all, except for like the talking about sitting on his balls. Yeah, at the beginning. <laughs> and then you know, can I just say I don't know what the hell is going on? Like, he, I'll bet even throws that in there in one of the scenes. And, yeah, yeah. Do you guys have any uh, A plus? Not, not a ton. Um, I, I think kind of like you, you hit on it at the beginning of of our discussion that it's not necessarily like um, a quote episode or like even just like a, a visual feast, kind of like the documentary one was. But I think for you know people who have been invested in the show for three seasons and they they understand the group dynamic, mm-hmm. uh, this is a really it's a rewarding episode because you're looking into like okay, here's Annie. And she just wants to like check on Abed and she doesn't, she's sort of like reluctantly getting pulled into this, this simulation. Um, you see Abed who, you know, for these first three seasons, it's been sort of like a harmless, you know, um, risk free, you know, kind of trounced with Troy. And now that there's this other contingency in the place with Britta he's like, he's threatened. Um, and I think 
really every time I watch this episode, I think kind of the go home moment when Annie finds, you know, Abed in the, the locker. Um, he's like, I spent a lot of time here in junior high. Um, this is when, this is where people always put me whenever they're tired with me. Um, and this is kind of where I think I'm going to go because I never amount to anything. And she's like, dang. Yeah. He's like, I never make a, I never make a, what's it called? I never make a billion dollar website that helps people have sex. Like right? <laughs> I never like have a star or never get into Sundance or any sort of dance or skip dancer. Right. Like he's like, uh, what is it? Troy makes uh, like jumper pants, but don't tell him in 2019. He yeah. needs to come onto it on his own. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> That, that would be hilarious if they used that in the movie. I know. I was thinking about that because it said 2019, it's right? Throw, it'd be such a throwaway line, right? Yeah. Is it, is it supposed to be set in 2019? Did, have they talked about the movie? That? Oh, I don't know. Oh. But I mean, like the fact that it's we're now in 2023. Oh, right. It's like, I mean, I, I would assume that the movie would take place 10 years later or whatever, right. you know, they would reference it. Yeah. But that the this the idea of legacy has been something that I've... um. I've dwelt on a lot and I think I've even talked about it on the podcast. I'm sure I have, but you know, for Abed, it just seems so like final. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, well, yeah, I mean, from observations, you know, in middle school with my parents, like nobody, nobody wants me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really have much to add. And it's almost sort of, sort of like a removed. It's not, it's not a desperation remark. It's just like, well, yeah, this is just how things are. Um, and so I've, I've bounced back and forth with, you know, if you see things on a spectrum of like tradition and progress, um contentment and achievements you know when when's when is the time to like settle down and say okay like that's enough like i have this good thing going for me that's enough versus like when do i need to keep pushing the envelope and be like no like i gotta achieve more i have to i have to amount to something right mm-hmm. um because i think the the unpleasant truth the, the inconvenient truth at all is that like <laughs> yeah most likely you're not going like 99.99999% of the population is not going to know you. Right. Unless mm-hmm. you're like Beyonce or like, you know, those couple of people around the world that can be recognized, like mm-hmm. you're, you're not going to be that. And so like, how do I, how do I exist then in that space of what I actually can achieve? Um, who's, who's going to actually uh, appreciate me and how do I lean into that rather than like trying to obtain this impossible, like ghost population sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but it all starts in that locker with Abed. You're right. I mean, people probably find me annoying, right? I know that. Not everybody likes me. I talk too much. I overthink things. Um, and I wish that I had Abed's like kind of calculated response to that rather than like penduling back and forth of like being okay with it and then being frustrated with it and like how do I change it and how do I come to terms with it? So for that reason, I don't really have any A plus. Um, this episode just kind of made me think. You know, that that's just, fair. This was a thinking episode. Well, okay, so let me ask you guys something. When shared her opinion on uh, Abed's dreamatorium, Abed's mind, where she said, "Abed, this is a like, I see what you do and see your like, see the dreamatorium as like great science fiction. It's it has great scale and it's detailed, mm-hmm. but ultimately it's not real." Mm-hmm. I kind of wish. Like I did, I did appreciate that line and that little speech by her about family and how family is kind of the family you choose. Right. Kind of going back to the conversation we had a little bit earlier, yeah. In the day, I wish she pulled back a little bit of like the layers of like explanation, because um, like I, I, I mean, I think it's dead on, right? I just think like just a little, like ten percent, like come on, Allison, give us some more, or like yeah, a little more, a little more show than tell, like. Right. I, I think she almost explained it a little bit too well, but I, I again, I, I did like that little bit uh, yeah. from her. That's all I got to say about that. But that's all I have to say about that. 
Um, my lead in the class was Annie, just because like yeah. kind of hard to, to beat that, right? Yeah, I mean, there's really only two characters: it's Alvin and Annie. Is yeah. really it. And- <laughs> so, I mean, again, I, I think it kind of goes back to just the way she handles the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, she's we never really seen her use the Dreamatorium before, right? We've and, never really seen the Dreamatorium before. True, right? Mm-hmm. And like, even I think even. Yeah, Abed says near the end, like, she did pretty good for a rookie or whatever, right. like, in a pinch or something yeah. like that. So, way to go, Annie. Yeah, I, and I think that in a, in a, in a, in a what's the word, like, a, an ideal scenario, Annie would be very patient. She wouldn't get frustrated. She'd just kind of be, like, everything Abed throws at her, she just absorbs. And, like, I feel like there are, I mean, she even, you know, even whenever Abed, you know, goes to medical school, you know, he's, he's Jeff and he's kind of, like, poking holes in some of her logic. Like, she gets frustrated. But then she kind of comes around. It's like there's 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 more to this scenario than just like what I you know I want I want a quick fix. I want I would just be okay and to be over Troy and Britta. But like you have to actually be willing to do the heavy lifting, which I think with real friendships, like that's kind of the case, right? Like if you have an acquaintance, and you're like, oh, how's your day going? And they're like, uh, oh, not great. Mm. You're like, oh, well, that's not what you're supposed to say in a conversation. You're supposed to be like, oh yeah, everything's fine because now I don't know what to do. But with mm-hmm. a real friend. You're willing to like kind of dig through the, the crap, right? And and then figure out how to how to square away what's going on. And so I do yeah. I applaud Annie for being a good friend for sure. Yay, Annie. Good person. Yay. You get the A plus for today. Or you get the no, we get the lead in the class for today. But I'll give her an A plus too, I guess. Sure. But <laughs> uh for final thoughts. Oh, do you guys have any extra credit, I guess? I didn't get anything. So I, mean, I didn't either. Um final thoughts. It's not a very funny episode. Uh, really not one that's yeah, it's not meant to be it's meant to be funny but it's meant to think like you said yeah. it's a good and so i mean I, they didn't have to do this episode right. like they, yeah. it's not necessary mm-hmm. but they did it and like that could be a, a risky thing if they mm-hmm. did something they didn't need to do but i think they did it well i think dan Harmon. i think they really handled it well i think just having it basically be uh annie and abed um who are i mean two of the best characters in the show anyways yeah, yeah. and they get to kind of there's no other subplots there's no like extra Pure subplot, yeah, yeah, cut you know, cutaway thing. Um, it's simple, but it really works and a really good like twenty-two minutes or whatever of like insight into both Annie and Abed as like characters and seeing them grow even more. Um, which is it's just cool to see. And I, again, I mean, I love the characters anyway. So they they also make it interesting. It could just be a really boring like, oh, this is what friends do. But they actually make right. like showing the dreamatorium and stuff. They still make it like entertaining to watch within the with it's it's a I think your episode within the realm of community. Correct. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So for, I get eight out of ten. Um, I mean, again, it, it's not funny really that much at all. But I just think for in terms of yeah, making you think, I think for wholesomeness, it's a, it's not what I remember. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad I watched it again. Like it's it, I was enjoying it when I watched it last night just for. Seeing the dynamic between Annie and Abed, so. yeah. and it'd be watch, uh, it'd be weird to watch this episode being filmed, like, like okay, and action, like Danny Pooh's over here, the Danny's over here, and like, uh, and like Annie just has to stay in the corner, like trying to understand it, like on her, like it's right. all and mm-hmm. cut, yeah, yeah. Like, it'd be so interesting to watch. Right. Enter Julian, all right, yeah. It, it kind of <laughs> feels like a, um, I mean, I I don't think it was improv, but it, it's kind of, I mean, really speaks to the acting of yeah, uh, Danny Pooh and Allison Brie because like. They obviously have a script, but the episode is about being inside Aubin's mind. Or like he's imagining mm-hmm. it. So mm-hmm. like half of the episode is we're not actually seeing like what none, they're none doing. Of that is actually happening. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. Yeah. And so like that's I don't know. I mean, I'm not an acting professional. I don't know, you know, I'm not a, a guru on acting, but like right. to me, yeah, it'd be awesome to see that like 
just how they would like build off of each other with that. Mm-hmm. Cause it's a lot of like trusting the other person and trusting that like, okay, what I'm doing isn't necessarily being seen by in the final product, right. but it's still important, mm-hmm. you know, and you're also trusting like the editing and the, the producer, obviously to put that together. But right. Um, Do you think that they literally had just one green screen and they just had the actors change in and out? Or do you think that they had those locations actually set up? I mean, I think in some ways you kind of had to, like with a restaurant for sure. But yeah. Um, oh yeah. I mean, I think they yeah, had the I scenes set up. The latter. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of how they like edited Abed going into, you know, I don't know. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. They actually had Danny Pudi enter the body of. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, no. Probably didn't that. Inseminate. No. No. You know, guys, this is kind of hard to give a give a ranking to because, like I said, it's not it's not a necessary episode, but I'm glad they made it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not necessarily a funny episode, but it it does that. So, in the frame of like my silly, you know, unnecessarily complicated ranking system, I'm probably gonna have to give it um, a community season, community season three out of community season two. Okay, like it's it. We we've kind of ragged on it, like oh, this is when things go downhill, um, but. I think that this show, this episode is meant for people who like the show. Like, I don't think if you were to watch Agreed. this the first time, oh, yeah. if you were like, if this was the first time you tuned into NBC, you probably wouldn't have really known what was going on, but that's probably mm-hmm. most of the episodes as well too. But um, <laughs> I can appreciate the the dynamic of it all and, and just kind of the, the implications it has for us the series for sure. Yeah.